Shall we begin? <laughs> everybody welcome to another episode of luncheon with lisa um i'm glad that you all are tuning in um for another show we have a great show ahead of us um i'm excited about our guest for this evening and actually you know this this actually is the last show of september and for you you all that don't know september is all alzheimer's awareness month so I thought it was perfect that we have begun it. You know, we begun the, the month with talking about Alzheimer's and we're ending the month talking about Alzheimer's. Um, so I wanted to, before we introduce our guests, um, I wanted to do my just because moment that I haven't done in a couple of shows um, where I just kind of shout somebody out that I've supported or is doing something wonderful in the community or everywhere. And so I wanted to, I actually chose, um, some young ladies there's a group called the phenomenal young women inc um and their website is actually phenomenalyoungwomen.org and they're a nonprofit organization it's a 501c3 organization for young women the ages of 8 to 18 and they were founded in july of 2016 and it supports young women with building blueprints for success um, the founder and executive director is Tajula Lockhart, um, affectionately known as Taj. And Taj is the um, founder and she has an awesome team of ladies who started this organization. And they actually have a website. You can go to their website and you can actually donate um, for the young people or you can actually buy. They have um, jewel premium sanitary napkins that you can buy from the site to support the group. And they also have lip glosses. So what I did was... I actually purchased me some lip gloss because I love lip gloss. So I have two lip gloss. One is clear and one is actually called um, metallic mauve. But I wanted to actually do a shout out. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's E-I-N-N-A-F. That's the name of the lip gloss. But you all, please go out and support these young ladies. Support Taj. Um, her name again is Tajula. Lockhart, first name is T-A-J-A-L-A, -A -A, last name Lockhart. You can find her on Facebook. Um, you can also find Phenomenal Young Women, Inc. on Facebook, but you can contact either or to find more information on how you can support these young ladies. But I just want to do a special shout out to them and get your lip glosses. The clear is wonderful. Um, so that is my just because moment. So, okay. So now that I got that out of the way and um, I really want you all to go support these young ladies. I'm all about the youth. I wanted to actually bring our guest in and introduce her so we can talk about all about our precious ones. So I want to welcome my guest. Her name is Sabrina Dixon and Sabrina is a 30 year old wife and mother of three beautiful boys who resides in the DMV area. In September, in uh, February of 2015, she lost her grandmother, who was the woman who raised her to be everything she is today. Her name was Mrs. Yvonne Thorne, and she lost her to Alzheimer's. Um, it was a devastating loss, and through her grief, she founded Precious Love in February of 2016. Um, it's her passion and her fight that a cure be found from this horrible disease. Um, but while there is no current cure for Alzheimer's, Precious Love is dedicated to honoring caregivers, supporters, those who suffer from this disease, and to educate other people. Um, Sabrina and her brother recently founded a new branch of Precious Love that's called Precious, Precious Love, the brand. And it's a clothing line dedicated to raising awareness of Alzheimer's through fashion. Um, it is her hope and prayer that everyone is educated on Alzheimer's and one day find a cure to this dev devastating disease. Precious Love's motto is people forget a lot of things, but they never forget love. And that is very, very true. Um, welcome, Sabrina, to Luncheon with Hi. 
I'm so glad you joined us. And um, I wanted to give them a quick background of how we met. Um, and what you might not have known was that I actually um, lost my mother, I mean, my grandmother to Alzheimer's as well. I haven't talked a lot about it, um, but that's why this was so dear to me because I haven't talked a lot about it. And it was going to force me to kind of, you know, talk about it because it was an experience. Um, and it may, it forces you to learn some things about how Alzheimer's affects not just the person, but the family around them. Um, and Raina and I met, oh, um, 1990s. Um, you know, Sabrina's 30 years old, but she's the same age as my daughter. And I actually, you know, have been in the government for 25 years. And one of my coworkers would bring her niece, which was Sabrina, um, to uh, work with her sometimes. And Sabrina would just hang with me. You know, sometimes she would telling me a picture or something and we would hang out and go get breakfast and stuff and people I'll never forget <laughs> that people would call her Ashley because people always thought that Sabrina and I looked a lot alike which I think we do um, and it was kind of crazy because you know most time when you have kids and somebody say oh they look at you like they don't look like me but Sabrina did look like me so when they were with me I think people automatically assumed it was Ashley but Sabrina would put them in check pretty quickly um, and say, my name is Sabrina, um, not Ashley. <laughs> so I will never forget that, Sabrina, because they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so years ago, lost contact, um, you know, and um, we recently, you know, got back in contact through Facebook um, through some of her family members. And I think that's because God was orchestrating this very moment. Um, so welcome. And we want to talk about your grandmother and what she meant to you and this whole Alzheimer's movement. So tell us about it. Um, well, basically, my grandmother meant everything like the Bible said. Um, she raised me and my siblings after mm -hmm. she raised her own 10 children. Um, that's part of the reason why I was always at work with my aunt, just like going different places. Mm -hmm. But... Um, when she was in her 70s, I think she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. um, so she dealt with it for a long period of time. It can go, it can go quick, or it can go a long time. And unfortunately, I think she dealt with it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, she passed away when she was 86, I think. Well, so she dealt with it for yeah, it was a while. Um, and I used to visit her all the time. I used to visit her all the time, and I knew that she had it, but I knew I just figured it was, you know, just memory loss. Um, then, actually, when she passed away, not when she passed away, we was called to the hospital, and you know, they said like she had like two hours to live. So I was saying like, well, what caused her to pass away? I just saw her, um, and they was just saying, well, this is just a part of the stage. This is a stage um, in Alzheimer's disease, which is death. Um, so it just really, it, I dealt with her death, of course, for that year, but it really made me just want to do more research because I watched her deal with it, but I just chalked everything up to memory loss. Okay. But it's so much more than memory loss. Right. It really is. Um, and I related to, cause I've seen you, um, share a little bit about your grandmother and, um, it started off with my grandmother with dementia and, I think she was aware that it was happening, um, but she fought it with tooth and nail. She fought it because she was like, I'm going to still do what I want to do. Um, and we just kind of accidentally found out that this is what was happening. So what was your first clue when you um, when you all realized that this is what was going on? Well, unfortunately, can you hear me? I can't hear you. It's going. You can't hear me. It's really low, but if you can hear me, it's fine because I can hear you a little bit. Okay. Um, it went out a little bit, but when you get closer, yeah, then unfortunately, um, a couple of her siblings had already dealt with it, um, so we kind of knew what it was when it was happening. Um, she was like the third person in her siblings. I think she had seven or eight siblings. And she was like the third one to have it. So by then we kind of knew what it was when it was happening. Okay. Um, hair started off really mild, though. just like 
a lot of people choke it up to people getting old, and that's not getting old is not losing your memory. Um, right. But we knew already on what it was, kind of, but it didn't really progress. She went through it for a long time. It didn't really progress until like the last couple of years, maybe like two or three years. Okay. Okay. But before then, it was like she was in and out. Um, you knew she was forgetting some things, but you know. Yeah. Hold on. I can't hear you. Give me one second. I'm going to put my book You can hear me better now? Hold on. Okay. Hello. That's better. It's low. Can you hear me now? It's like really, really low. I can hear you. Okay, that's mm -hmm. weird. I have it turned up. And Shariva says she can hear both of us. So can you hear me a little better now? I think we lost her. Um, so Sabrina, if you're watching, just come on back in. Um, I'm back. Okay. Can you hear me I now? I you regular. I don't know what happened. It just went out. It's technology. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> so. Yeah, you were telling us. So you you said that you it was, she kind of dealt with it for a while. Um, yeah, like she kind of knew that something was going on, but she just kind of went on her, you know, daily living. Right. Yeah. Um. So then she just started staying with different people. She she had her own house, but it wasn't really safe for her to stay alone because of the memory loss. Okay. Okay. Because I know with my grandmother, we realized when she would sit and gaze. Um, mm -hmm. just kind of be out of it, and she smiled and she, you know, talked, but it was starting to be evident that she really wasn't engaging. Like, mm -hmm. she was saying things that made you think she knew what you were talking about, but she mm -hmm. really didn't know. Well, my grandmother, it was kind of it was the opposite, she was really feisty, and she, oh, yeah, <laughs> she was so feisty, um, especially towards. Before she stopped, she stopped speaking after a while. But um, when she was like in the thick of it, she was really, really like spicy. And she was so she wasn't spicy at first. Well, that was my um, grandmother too. She was very low key. But once uh -huh. she started getting this way, yeah, we were sharing some of the stories of the things where she snapped on us big time. Yeah, <laughs> I was, when which I remember when she was in her first nursing home, it was kind of like she. She would forget, but she wasn't all the way um, right. gone. But um, I remember she would never get feisty with me because she would always think I was just like a little girl, even oh, though I was okay. So she still treated me like a little girl. So she was always like so soft spoken with me. But one day, um, she was at the nursing home and she was um scooping some pudding out of the pudding cup, but she was just like putting it on the tray, like she was scooping out the pudding cup and put it on the tray so i'm like well you know that's not how you eat pudding <laughs> and she's like went old like <laughs> called me all kind of names and every like bad <laughs> terrible names yes <laughs> so i that was it was the one and only time she did that but i was just like oh no i can't do this <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's some of the stories that we have with my grandmother that make us laugh today, actually, because yeah. it was like you couldn't tell her what to do and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of pulled that rank. Like, I know yeah. what I'm doing and right. you, couldn't, you couldn't argue with grandma. So you was like, OK, you know, all right. right. I, I think just yesterday I talked to my mom and and we were laughing at how she had opened some mail that was addressed to my mother. And I was like, well, Gaga, because we called her Gaga. And I was like, Gaga, you can't open mommy's mail. And she was like, um, this, I live here. I can't open mail in my own house. And I was like, well, no, I'm not saying that. But she was, I said, okay, you can open whatever you right. want. <laughs> so what did you learn when you started doing some research on Alzheimer's? What did you learn about the disease itself that made it help so you could help, you know, help her through this? Um, well, I didn't research until after she passed away. My main research now is to help other people deal with it. Um, okay. So they won't be like, I won't say won't be like us, because I feel like we dealt with it as best we could. But I think right. it'll relieve some of the pressure to know exactly what you're doing or just like have some type of support. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we was more so so devastated when she passed away because I don't think nobody realized that death was a part of the disease. Okay, I got you. Um, so I think my research mainly now. I didn't research when she because I like I was I'll say I was just like everybody else. She just lost her memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew she was feisty, but that was it. Like that's just what I just thought. That's what it was. My my research came after she passed away to help so, other people. So what kind of things after she passed did you learn that maybe made sense when you thought about it? Like, oh, okay, this is what was going on. What what kind of things did you learn to help others now? So um, I know now that there are seven stages, um, okay. and they go from like very moderate to like what we think is just memory loss and then it gets to a stage where like they feel like okay stop their driving and then um like some of the middle stages is just kind of like the same thing but it get more aggressive like when their brain starts to like shrink like their brain almost looks like a person who smokes cigarettes Hmm. by the time they pass away um because the disease is literally like eating away at their brain and so one of the final stages is when they stop they stop eating and stuff which is basically they're forgetting their reflexes are forgetting to do normal things um so then yeah that's when they kind of like go into hospice and stuff so i never really i don't think anybody realized that that was going to happen until it happened Okay. And and a big part of it, I know you've done some research with that too and, and help with the caretaking because one of the mm-hmm. reasons that we actually changed the way we were living when we found out that that's what happened with her, my mother was like, okay, I have to retire and, and mm-hmm. go with her. And I actually, you know, left my apartment with my kids and we all moved into a five bedroom mm-hmm. because I knew one thing I did know, I didn't know a lot about it, but I knew that I had to watch my mom because- mm-hmm was taking care of her and sometimes they said the care right. the caregiver goes away before you know the the person right. so, yeah so um that was that's i guess that's one of our biggest things is taking care of the caregiver because the precious one is already going through what they're going through and it takes a toll on the caregiver Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, for my aunt, when she took my grandmother in, I'm sure she didn't realize it was just like taking care of a baby. She had to get her a babysitter. She took her to daycare. She got put out of daycare. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, so I mean, like, and that that can take. And then you don't feel supported by your other family members because nobody's there at nighttime when they have insomnia. When they want to get up and leave, like you up all night, then you got to go to your own job. Um, so we mainly support the caregiver and we we do research in case they have questions for the precious one but we mainly support them and make sure they have everything they need or something yeah because that's a big that's a big part of it and i think people do miss that part that the caregiver because it my mom had many a nights where she was Mm -hmm. fucked and you know hollered at and it wasn't coming Mm -hmm. from a mean place but that's just the stages they go through feel unappreciated because mm-hmm. it's a lot of work you know yeah. and, and it really does kind of stop your life it, it hinders you from being able to just mm-hmm. live normally. um and then yeah. not to mention the fact that they don't remember who you are yeah so, I think she told my aunt one day she said I don't know who you are but I know this is my daughter's house and you better get out of here <laughs> <laughs> Or well, like sometimes she would come home and my grandmother would be in my aunt's grandson's clothes. Like she's like, that's not your sweater. And then she will fire her like, this is my sweater and I'm not taking it off. So just imagine after a long day of work. Now you got to fight this person saying yes. <laughs> to get them out of these two small clothes. So. Yeah, we actually, we were just talking about that too, because my mother reminded us that there was an incident. My son, um, Cameron's 21 now, but when he was younger and we all lived together, he had a bunk bed. And so he just said, well, Gaga, you know, come up here and play with me because he doesn't know any better. And she actually was climbing up the ladder, you know, to go. (laughs) And my mother ran in the room was like, no, 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 you can't do that. And she was like looking at my mother like, I mean, why can't I? He asked me to come play. Mm -hmm. Um, And those, you know, you had to watch him all the time. Mm -hmm. And and they were adamant about doing whatever it is. Whatever they want to do. Yeah, so I'm sure the stories come. So, so how do you all get in touch with some of the caregivers, or how do they get in touch with you so that you can support them? 
So I either watch a caregiver or someone dominates a caregiver. I do it twice a year and that's on. So it helps me put my grief into place to bless somebody else. So I do it on her death date and her birth date. Um, So usually I'm either watching a caregiver or somebody nominates a caregiver. Oh, wow. Okay. And what do you do? What do you all do for them? Um, so it's been a basket. It's been so in that basket. It may include like a spa package, um, and I I coordinate with someone in their family. So if I do a spa package, that means somebody has to watch the precious one for that day, just so they could get away and just pamper themselves. It might be a gift card to a, a restaurant. Well, it was in the one basket had the um, spa the restaurant and then I send like a blanket something for the precious one as well but the the basket is dedicated to the caregiver okay okay and then it's like a letter from us it's like resources stuff like that so you give them information too on Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and how it works that is that's amazing I didn't even know that that's all that went into it so what made you okay so you wanted to, to to just learn more about it but how long did it take you to decide this is what i want to do to work through your grief and to also just want to give back and learn more what how long did it take you before you were like this is what i want to do when i first started the nonprofit, first of all i went to a nonprofit class because i wanted to do it right and um i want to honor her memory in the right way so i didn't want it to like fail mm-hmm. person so i went to a um a class to get more educated on nonprofits, and then um i want to say it was about probably a little bit after her birthday so you know you go through grief and all of the holidays come up mm-hmm. and then i think i pretty much got through her birthday because then we did like this um we do like a love reunion Okay. Now all the family has to get together and just love each other because that's what she wanted. Um, <laughs> but then, um, so I think by Thanksgiving, that's when it kind of hit me like that she wasn't there. Okay. That's probably like the first time I ever really like broke down, like the first Thanksgiving. And she passed away in February, but I don't, I feel like I was doing so much to right. get through. And then by then I stopped. So then I, I just wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, to honor her memory as far as it being for the caregivers i didn't i did a mother's day tea in february i mean in may 2016 mm-hmm. um and we honor her caregiver oh um, okay the person, the person that was watching her it wasn't my aunt my aunt took care of her but then you know she had someone come in okay um, so we honor her caregiver um and that at that mother's day tea and then um it just kind of i kind of felt like that's where i wanted to go with it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, to let people know oh we have a question um victoria thank you victoria for tuning in she asked um can you contribute to you she's in north carolina so how do they contribute or help out we have a paypal which is um i can give you the email and we also have a cash app Okay. Which so I can give you both of those. And we'll type those in. If you let us know what it is, we can type those in for you. So the first one is just my email. The PayPal is PreciousLove, A-L-Z, at okay. gmail.com. Okay. And then my cash app is P-L, the brand. Okay. Okay. And both of them will come up. You'll see, like, the purple heart. That's that's great. Sabrina, I didn't even realize that you were doing all of that. And actually, this has been since what, 2016. So this has been right now. Yes, it has been coming out of my own pocket. But it's something that I'm really like invested in. So um, we do take donations, but for the most part. Well, thank you, Victoria. Um, And I'm hoping that other people will donate so that it comes a time when you don't have to. Um, and I think that that's why this, it was important for me to reach out to you too, because I mean, we just have to get the word out. I think people just don't, yeah. don't know. I think exactly right. what you said is that it kind of gets chalked up to just they're older, the memories, mm-hmm. are, they don't realize that Alzheimer's is a real thing. Yeah. Um, and I actually and then, remember you saying something about Alzheimer's, not just being for older people. Can you tell us more right. about that? Um, so Alzheimer's is actually the sixth leading cause of death in the U.S. It has no prospective person. It's not white or black. It's everybody. 
and the youngest person has been in their 30s. If they think it was a child who kind of reverted back, but I read about it, but I didn't really get too much more information on that. But the 30 year old, he may have been like in his 30s, not actually 30, but um, he actually went through it and his wife noticed him just kind of like not being interest interested in his job like he was a police officer but he wanted to go work at chick-fil-a like he just kind of started okay. losing interest in his daily life um she thought he was being lazy of course uh-huh until he started like you know forgetting where he was or going to the store but then forgot he was going to the store so no it's not just for older people um I've only heard of that one case mm-hmm. with somebody being in their 30s, but it mainly starts like in your 60s. But that's still not old. Right. That's actually very <laughs> Um, yeah. And the reason why when my grandmother got it, you know, I think my mother kind of thought, you know, is this generational? Mm-hmm. So one thing she does um, just because, you know, my grandmother's part of our family is that she keeps her mind moving, yep. um, always doing things. Um and I've heard that sometimes, you know, you want as you start to get older that we need to really keep our minds stimulated. Um, and it's also what people have to know is it's also like a, it's it's offset by other um, illnesses like high blood pressure. Um, so if you you should eat right, mm-hmm. um, watch what you eat. As far as your veggies and stuff, and I know that probably sound like, oh, she's talking to a kid, but no, it really matters (laughs) about what you eat and feed your mind. Um, That's part of, I know we're not talking about the um, clothing line yet, but that's some of the stuff I put on the clothes is like preserve your mind, protect Mm -hmm. your peace, because it matters what you feed in your brain and what you rely on it, so... So, and, make, and that's a good segue into um, what made you decide to go into the clothing line. I've seen some of the pieces and they're really cute. Um, but tell us a little bit about how I started and then what you offer with your clothing line. Um, so my brother basically was like, we should put something on like some clothes. But he was saying like t-shirts and stuff. And I'm always thinking like too big, like, no, we're going to do t-shirts. We could put it on a hat. And then, like, we was like, well, we could put it on a sweatsuit. <laughs> and the reason why we did that was because even, like, me having this nonprofit, my friends support me just because it's me, but not because of the cause. Because who wants to talk about losing your memory? Who wants to, Everybody thinks it's for old people. Right. Um, so I feel like the clothing line, like, one of my hashtags is awareness through fashion. It's because... Everybody loves clothes. Mm-hmm. So you can see my shirt like I have on the shirt. And you might think like, okay, that's a cute shirt. But like, what does Precious Love me? So right. then I can start telling you like, okay, well, you know, it's about Alzheimer's. But, you know, it's, it's really about keeping your brain strong, um, giving you some motivation. Like we have workout gears. So we have a quote on the back of the workout gears. Like, you know, just yeah. kind of trying to get our um generation more involved. Yeah, and the workout clothes are really cute. And plus, that's another motivation to just keep moving, mm-hmm. keep yep. doing things, stay busy. Um, and and you all need to really check out the um the brand. Um, I know you have Instagram, um, and Facebook where they can go check out some of the um the apparel that you have. So when did you all launch the um Precious Love clothing brand? That was in September, September the 4th. So it's pretty right. new. Yeah. Right. This year. So right now you um you have things like workout clothes, t-shirts and things. Mm-hmm. So what other things are you looking to to add to the apparel at some point? We want to go as big as possible. So um it's getting chilly. So we right. do have some hoodies and stuff coming out, but we're um putting them in children's. We didn't start with children's clothes. Okay. Um, but we're making some kids clothes. We want everybody in it. Right. And um, the colors and it. So do you all have like mm-hmm. the colors or are you just doing everything? Any color. Um, right. But we all, we always make sure the purple heart is somewhere right. in the clothes. But like any type of shirt or anything. No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I will definitely be supporting. Um, I just think this is just important, like you said, to get the message out because People, it does kind of get pushed under the rug. Um, and I didn't really know that it was one of the leading causes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really interesting. Um, you wouldn't even think that. I think people don't right. even realize 
advertising. I guess, and, I, and I'm thinking that that's because they don't know what they're looking at. Right. Um, so what kind of things can you share some um, tips on what people can look for that make a sign that there's something going on? The, the, I want to say the biggest sign is just like the, the memory loss or the will to not do that the everyday activities. Okay. That's what you, in the beginning, like the stages are so simple. Like you wouldn't even notice that it's something. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the best thing you could do is get a PET scan. The PET scan will show it. Okay. Um, but I'll it's not really anything you can do. Thank you. <laughs> um, That's awesome. It's not really something you can detect because everybody thinks it's something so normal right um, especially when you're getting older right um, but um i know one of the things with and someone else shared this with me as well on one of my other um talk shows was that um like when they if you notice like your loved one like frequently passing out and it's not something they usually do okay um that's 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 like a major sign um, that you should go get. Of course, you should go get it checked out. But um, two people shared with me that like, okay, she passed out. You think she just need water? You think her sugar is low? You think? But no, it's actually one of the signs you should go get her checked out, and then they can detect something on a scan. Yeah. And I will say, um, I think in the beginning stages with my grandmother, she just um, became more just just kind of clumsy, couldn't keep her balance, mm -hmm. very off yeah. heel, um, and you know, it wasn't a big deal to her, but it started to happen more often. We did mm -hmm. have bouts where she was driving. You know, we, we laugh about it now, but my mother found out she was driving on the wrong side of the road and, you know, she had been in a couple of accidents, but they were still, she was still um, mindful enough to hide it. Yeah. Um, so that was like, okay, so she kind of knows what's going on, but yeah. she doesn't want you to know too much because then you're going to take things away because they get really angry when you start to yeah. readjust their lives and take away the car and the keys and they yeah. to everything. Very t I thought a sign was that she she walked around with her purse and <laughs> everything else. She would not release anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they get serious. So my stuff. Um, my uncle, I know the first one of her brothers, I used to go with him to his doctor's appointments all the time. He would come and pick me up and we would just make a day at his doctor's appointment. But one day I noticed him, he used to go to the VA. So no, Walter Reed. Mm -hmm. And he started putting his symptoms in the, um, it was like a kiosk in the lobby about him losing his memory or um not like driving on the wrong side of the road and stuff. So he knew that something was happening. Right. Yeah. Um. He was the first. No, he was the second one to in pass family. away in my family from um the disease. But his other brother, I don't think they really knew that. Right. That's what it was. Right. That really was mm -hmm. kind of at mm -hmm. loss with that one because they hadn't seen yeah. it before. Right. And I think that's the difficult part when they're actually the person going through it because you you're in and out you know it's mm -hmm. kind of like and that might be why one of the reasons besides it's a love story that one of my favorite movies is the notebook because it's mm. directly to how alzheimer's works i thought right. it was so creative that she wrote the book you know to bring me back mm -hmm. um because on some level i kind of felt like they do come back you don't know what triggered right. them but you mm -hmm. don't know how long you don't know when um right. But you always hope that they're going to remember something. I know with my grandmother, she kind of remembered. She remembered who we were as far as she didn't remember exactly who we were, but she knew we were family. So she had like my sister. My daughter was one of one of her nieces or and mm -hmm. I was someone else in the family. So and she would actually we, we laugh about it now, too, but she would actually she was creative enough to think of things to say when they're mm -hmm. on the phone so that whoever's talking to them doesn't realize that they have no clue who you are. Right. <laughs> so I yeah, I, so I had a, a, one of the things um you, you would notice is them speaking about the past a lot. 
I know okay. my grandmother used to always say she was going out with her sister and her mother, but of course her mother and her sister had passed away um, already. And okay. then she would always ask, like, like she'll stay with you all day and she might be fine all day. And then at night she'll say, okay, well, now I got to go home to my kids because nobody's there to watch them. But of course they was all grown. Um, but then one of the reasons why, well, not one of the reasons, the reason why we call it precious love is because my grandmother called children precious love. And um, yeah, so she had stopped talking. Well, this picture in the background uh -huh. Is one of the last kisses um she gave me she gave me willingly okay um but then one day we had went to go visit her and she had already stopped talking maybe for like a year or two by then she had already stopped talking and so at that point we were just going to visit but she was just lady um and then I had had my middle son and he was a couple months old and they just kept trying to get to each other like she was being fidgety and then he kept trying to go to her he was he was like an infant maybe uh -huh. six months and so i kept saying no you can't go over there so my aunt finally said well let him go over there and see why they keep acting the way they acting so we put him on her and then i got that picture on here the reason why i took the picture okay it's at the top the reason why I took the picture was because when he laid on her, she said, that's a precious love. Wow. And then he didn't say anything. After, she didn't say anything else after that. So those um, were her last words. Yeah, to me and to us. Um, right. So, of course, everybody was crying and all this stuff because, you know, but she said it so clear. Like, that's a precious love. And um, my uncle, who was over my house the other day, he has Alzheimer's as well. Um, and he never been here before, so he was really fidgety, keep getting up, keep walking around. And so my son, who's two, for whatever reason, recognized it and took his teddy bear and he went and sat on his lap. And it calmed both of them down. Really? Yeah. And he didn't want to get up anymore. He was just like into him. And wow. so that's why we really say like, like it's just what it is. It's a precious love because like you, like I say, you forget a lot of things, but you don't forget love. And so that's that why we a powerful story right there. Because what I'm thinking is that when they start to go have, when they're suffering from this, actually what they resonate with is like pure, real love mm -hmm. that children give you. Um, right. It's like nothing on it, but total love and that's what they are right. connected to and mm -hmm. the fact that you all made created something out of the words that she spoke um that is um i didn't know that was the reason how you got the name but that is a powerful mm -hmm. story right there i mean yeah. i'm sure she is very proud of what you're doing um you know i know you're not my daughter my daughter is is she she's got a mind just like yours too she's trying to make it and do things and you are to me you still are acting in that mode. You're like, okay, well, no, not just t-shirts. Let's just go better. Um, do all of this and and reach for the stars. And I mean, and I'm sure that she's proud and, and you're your whole family. So when your fa when you shared this with your family that this is what you wanted to do, um, they were just all in. Yeah, um, of course, and they always want to know how they can help or okay. what they can do. Um. I get like my aunt who took care of my grandmother for the majority part. I always get advice from her or what she think I can tell people because she was like so good with her. Even though I know it was a lot on her, she learned a lot. Right. And so I would want to call her one of my experts that I would go to because she was just so like patient. I guess to us she was, but I'm sure she had her moments. But right. she was just so patient with her and knew exactly what to do um, with her. And even though she didn't directly know that was her daughter, she knew it was somebody that cared about her and right. for her well-being. Um, she was only like that. With, my grandmother has 10 kids. She's only like that with two of them. My mother right. and my aunt. <laughs> they have their she favorites. Only have my, mother, my mother could wash her up and whatever she needed to do, but nobody else couldn't touch her. So <laughs> Yeah, they're very, they were very particular. Like there were certain things that even though it's almost as if the one that they gave the hardest time to was the mm -hmm. only one who could really get to them anyway they're not gonna let anybody yep. them anyway um mm -hmm. so you and it was hard it's, it's hard because i know there were times when my mother just needed a break 
um, yeah. you know, just to sit, not to do anything, just to, mm -hmm. um, and she would give me a hard time too. I think she gave her a harder time, but I know we just shared a funny story where um, we actually lived in the houses in Bowie and Bowie's electricity just kind of went out every other day for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but my mother had sent me upstairs to put a, um, you know, a candle up on the top mm -hmm. of the lightning room. And she beat me when I went in there and I was like, hey, Gaga, I'm just coming to, you know, get some light. <laughs> and her first comment was, I didn't ask you to bring any light. <laughs> and I was mm -hmm. like, no, I'm just helping because I'm trying to be patient. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and she kind of came at me so much. Mm -hmm. And I, they laughed at me because they were like, you know how you wait outside the room to see mm -hmm. what happens? And when I came out of there, I said, I'm not going back in there anymore. No. <laughs> but so you got to ask them. You have to ask them, is it OK if I do such and such? Like, and if they don't want to do that. it, right. I guess the best thing for you to do is not to do it or <laughs> go another way. Because, like, they are so feisty and they will fight. That's why I was saying about my grandmother cursed me out at the nursing home. And I said the same thing. Like, I'm not coming back to this nursing home. <laughs> Because <laughs> she did not have to curse at me like that. And all I was telling her was that she shouldn't be. All I said was, you know, that's not how you eat pudding. And she right. was like, oh. But then when I got in the car, I mean, it's a real moment. Like, mm -hmm. when you, sometimes you just don't, it's it's not realistic to say, like, oh, I just do whatever they want. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't phase me. Like, some of the stuff they do hurt you. And it, and it phases you. Like, it does, so it does. I got back in the car and I was like, all right, you know, she wouldn't give up on me. But I need I I left right. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm not about to be first <laughs> out about it. But at the time it does hit you and it yeah. you're hurtful, but we gotta remember they um coming from a good, you know, they don't know. Right. Um and, and sometimes they're looking at you like I don't know you, so why am I supposed mm -hmm. to be nice with you? Um right. but I do like what you said about um because I probably didn't do that, not knowing, um, mm -hmm. but to ask rather than tell, because you know, you were all thinking right. you're helping, but yeah. she was like, If I didn't ask you to do anything, I'm yeah. why are you here? Um, mm -hmm. and I think what you mentioned before about your son, you know, I'm thinking hindsight was the one that she related to the most was my son mm -hmm. at the time it was in we she would snap at us but with him she would always talk about going home yeah. and he would always say what are you talking about gaga you are home and she would just be like hush little boy uh, <laughs> and i don't think she knew who he was but she seemed to be comfortable with him right um and when you said that it kind of rung a bell for me like you know what he was the one who she seemed most comfortable with Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of odd. I'm, I'm wondering. I think it's just like a pure love or something they recognize. Like she knows he's innocent, right? And I don't know why they feel like we are um, like <laughs> bad people, but for whatever reason, kids are just innocent. That's true. Them. They appear to them. I don't. Well, I'm I don't wondering. Snapping at a child. I remember we took her to church and somebody was getting after their child and she was like, went to grab at the person. I was like, you better not. Really? <laughs> yes. And because she didn't know that person. She was actually visiting our church. <laughs> and I saw, I just saw her and I was like, you better not. <laughs> well, like, maybe it's something to that. I'm wondering if recently yeah. found that there's some kind of connection there because now I'm kind of putting two and two together. Um, and I want to encourage you have some people that are watching. Thank you for joining Victoria. Thank you for joining Sharon. Um, I think Maria was on. Thank you all. Um, because I, 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 I do want to get the word out and help you in any way I can. Um, it just kind of went when I was, I've seen you um, talk about Alzheimer's and I thought about, I never talk about this. I don't even know. A lot of people don't know that that's what happened with my grandmother. Um, and she was in her 80s, I think 82 when we lost her. Um, but it taught us a lot. I mean, because we had never, I had never come across that before. But just um, being able to have those moments with her. I know it was funny because they have their ways. And even though their memory goes, she always... Right. She stayed connected to her weight, so she would hold her mug and um, 
she always had her pinky finger out and she would shake the ice in the cup. Tease her sometimes because even when there's nothing in the mug, I would say, Gaga, why are you shaking the mug? There's nothing in there. And she would just look at me like, why are you talking to me? Right, why are you even asking me? <laughs> and we laugh about it now. Um, you know, it brings a smile to our face because she was still, you know, she was still her, but just her on, she like, yeah. Like, okay, but y'all done y'all done got to my money, y'all done, you know, mm -hmm. got can I have this guy got now no, no, right. no. Uh -huh. it's like they get to a moment where they're like, Okay, I said yes all my life. Now yeah. I get to say no. See, and someone told me that it was like an alter ego because the way my grandmother started using curse yeah. words, I'd never seen in my life, and she was not a curse. <laughs> I believe that. I believe she didn't that. know. She didn't matter where she was. Like yes. we didn't to stop her in church before, but good thing it was like a family church. Her church was a family church, so, they, so understood. Did, they understood. But she didn't care if she was at church. She was like, "This music too loud." We like, okay, well, we can't control the music. <laughs> that is so funny. So, so tell me a little bit about what. You know what your goals are going forward with the um you know your organization um you told us a little bit about the brand and, and the the fashion but tell us what what you want to grow this to because i could see this kind of growing into all kinds of things yeah um the brand is i it's my new passion but my nonprofit is my passion um so I, that's what i'm mainly into i want to see of course i want to see a cure um mm -hmm. but i just want people to 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 educate people more. That's why I'm always posting something, a fact. Uh, like, I donate a lot of my money. When I do get donations or when we do walk, we didn't walk this year, of course, because of the virus. Um, right. But when we do walk, I do send money to the um, Alzheimer's organization okay. um, for research. Um, I make the calls to Congress because if it's a leading cause, like, why is it not more of a platform like we do other diseases or what have you? So, um, I want to get, of course, I want to get our name out there a little bit more. Um, right. I'm, I'm shy, believe it or not, but I do want to do like, um, more interviews and get more of the, um, more information out about the yeah. disease and to support caregivers. Like, People don't know. They probably a lot of people think like it's an obligation, right? Um, to to help a loved one, and it's not though. It's right. not one person's obligation, and it's not it's not for the weak, right? Um, I want to get more support for caregivers. Um, right. not somebody that comes in and scrubs like your your daughter or your son or whoever it is that's taking care of you needs support just like we would support the person that come in and scrubs and that's right that's right as a person that just came yeah, right. in just like job. Right. right right um well i mean and you actually sparked my um attention with you know you said you wanted to talk about just i don't know if it's legislation or something mm -hmm. on bringing this to the forefront so anybody that I can think of that I can connect you with and I'm hoping that some of my viewers will also um you know share some of that information because I think that is amazing I think it's necessary um and then connect you with other people who are um I know a lot of people who have lost their loved ones to Alzheimer's um and you know don't know how to support it because it's stuff out right. there just really don't know where do I go? What do I do? Um, and I wanted to help um, and get you out there. I would love for my um, listeners to actually support Sabrina and what they're doing. I do believe that the caregivers are so important um, with doing this. So uh, we do have a comment from Sharon. Um, she would love to hear um, have her Thank take you. one of our American Mothers um, monthly meetings as a guest and share more information. Um, Sabrina's a mom, so yes. And we saw, <laughs> I saw the mom look. So um, yes, connect you and Sabrina. Um, so you can come on and keep spreading the word. Um, I see that mom look. I just <laughs> yes, because they are trying. <laughs> they want mom's attention. Tell them give us ten more they minutes. <laughs> but no, I I I congratulate you on everything that you're doing. 
Um, I'm proud of you. Um, it's it kind of makes me smile to think that you know I knew you when you were just little and hanging out, drawing and coloring pictures, and now doing all of this. Um, I'm I'm really proud of you. So you are doing an amazing job, and I'm glad that your family is behind you on this. Um, and before we go. Tell me a little bit about, you said that your family gets together every, is it every year? Um, it's every year, the weekend of her birthday. Okay. Um, so we have done things in her, it's only been five years so far, but we do things in her memory. Um, we got like a, a bench at her church with her name and then, you know, like with the Alzheimer's thing. So we just kind of, we do a love reunion because that's what she was all about is her family. Okay. Um, you could do a lot of things and she would like, let us get away with a lot of things, but she didn't allow us to fight. Like okay. it was like a slap in her face. So the one thing we do is make sure we all get together. Okay. No matter what we have done all year. <laughs> Cause y'all know family. We want to, right? <laughs> yes, but we do it every year, the weekend of her birthday. No matter what, we all get together and um, we dedicate our time to a cause. Whatever we do, if I think of a cause, or somebody else think of something we could do, um, in her memory, and then we have a big reunion, a love reunion, and it's not just for our family; it's okay. for anybody, um, to come. We just eat and have fun in her memory i love that and i actually the, the the main part i love about it is that when you say that we do this no matter what um because that's the important part because it's easy to you know have a bad connection or, or everybody's mad at each other and then you just say okay we're not doing it but to be able to stick to that and say okay look no matter what right this is what she this is what she was about so even if it, you don't want to do it, this is about my grandmother and right. she wanted us together. That's powerful. I mean, but it shows how much of a nucleus she was mm. family and that you are you are honoring that in such an amazing way. Um, that is that is wonderful. <laughs> I'm just so proud of you. Thank um, you. So tell everybody um, before I give um, have a little luncheon with Lisa moment with you. <laughs> Um, tell everybody how they can connect with you and find you on social media or, you know, whatever you have so that they can continue to support you. Um, we have Instagram and Facebook right now. On Instagram, we are Precious Love, the brand. On Facebook, we are Precious Love as far as facts about um, Alzheimer's, okay. um, anything pertaining to we do missing persons because, you know, they wander. Mm -hmm. um, so we do missing person reports and everything on people with dementia, Alzheimer's or facts or in information, anything pertaining to Alzheimer's. But then we have Precious Love, the brand, which is dedicated to the clothing line. And I kind of keep them separate because mm -hmm. I don't want to lose sight of what's important. Like the clothes are important, but right. disease is more important. Absolutely. So, it's too different. So, well, I'm hoping that this helps you on that journey. Um, and you all, please reach out to Sabrina. I actually want to keep me um, connected with how I can, you know, about this to another level so that, you know, on a, a congressional level, people understand how important this is. I'm with you on, you know, helping you to support that happening. I think that you will be here. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, cause you about your business and I, I can tell that, um, so I appreciate you. So what we're going to do now before we sign off in just a couple of minutes is normally, and I hadn't done this with the last meeting, but just to give people a little bit of information and kind of have a little fun. Um, September is actually Alzheimer's awareness month, of course. Um, so I'm hoping people coming when we come across September next year that you all remember, even if you put a purple ribbon on or something just in honor of, it doesn't mean it's not hard to do, post a picture in your purple, whatever it is. But I like to remind people of what, what the brings us, you know, to just support other people. Um, so some of these days that I remember September are just so people can be aware next year that happened. This is the day right. this. So I'm going to share a few and see if you all knew 
that um for instance i know we're at the end of the month but that did we did anybody know that september 4th was actually um lazy mom's day <laughs> so all moms get a day to be lazy since we're so busy working and doing so not that we can take the day whenever we want to but um september 4th is actually lazy mom's day and september 5th is um national be late for something day now i know some people probably celebrate this on a daily basis <laughs> I'm not one of those people, but um, I thought that was kind of a fun one. But to give you another one that is connected to Alzheimer's, maybe is on September 12th. Um, that September 12th is actually National Day of Encouragement. Um, so for those who didn't know that there's a special day dedicated to encouraging others, um, and that's in the month of September. So keep that in mind. A couple of other fun ones is September 13th is Grandparents Day. Um, and I think I knew, I didn't remember knew about that one. Yeah. September 13th is Grandparents Day and September 16th is, um, National Working Parents Day. So... <laughs> I didn't know working parents get an actual day, but <laughs> I think I'm gonna take it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and actually, in addition to that day, um, I also never heard of this one before. But September 16th is actually National Step Family Day, um, and I didn't know that, but that's kind of interesting. Um, and I think it's kind of cool because nobody recognizes step families. Um, but then we have like September 19th is Cleanup Day. That should be every day for our kids. Especially now with them doing school in the house, that kind of thing. Um, and what's today is the 24th. So today is September 24th. So the official day for today is punctuation day. I know nobody cares about punctuation, but I was an English major in college, so I do care. <laughs> so today I need everybody to use their punctuation. <laughs> um, oh, and to you are wife. So I will tell you to make sure that your husband knows that next year, September 20th, is Wife Appreciation Day. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but you need to let him know. Um, and we're coming up on um, the 26th this weekend. So remember, you might want to hush and don't let the kids know. But actually, the 26th is um, Pancake Day. Um, so they might want pancakes. So be careful what you tell them. Um, I don't know how to make pancakes. They be sure. <laughs> and, I can and, make a lot of things. I can't make pancakes. You can't make pancakes? Okay, so maybe <laughs> maybe y'all have to, let's learn how to make pancake day. Um, yeah. In the month, on the 28th, I want everybody to just remember that um, September 28th is actually um, National Family Day, um, which um, to me is a wonderful way to end the month. And September 30th is the last day of the month, and that's National Love People Day. Um, you missed the most important one. September your, 21st your, your, is World Alzheimer's Day. 20, and that's right. September 21st, right? <laughs> yeah. Is National Alzheimer's Day. And actually, September is actually Alzheimer's Day. Right. All month. So it is funny how that's the month, and then the last day of the month is actually. Um, National Love People Day. Right. So I'm encouraging everybody to celebrate those days, make it fun. Uh, life is short. Um, and I so appreciate you all for tuning in. For those who don't know, you can tune in to Luncheon with Lisa um, every Thursday at 7 to 8 p.m. We stream live on Facebook and on YouTube. Um, and we always have amazing guests come on and share some great information. You drop some real nuggets for us, Sabrina. Um, You've taught me some things, um, and I, you know, I knew a few things about Alzheimer's, but I do think that we need to become more aware of, um, you know, Alzheimer's, how it works, and, and how to help people along. Because I can only imagine this: it's a scary process to actually be in the middle of Alzheimer's, knowing you can't remember things. That's how, to me, that has to be one of the most frustrating things you can go through. Mm -hmm. So um, please keep, you know, teaching us um, and, and sharing, sharing what you learn um, so everybody to your page when I can or you have something going on. Hopefully once we get out of here, it will be more free 
um, to go about do things. I would love to, you know, do something with you um, and let us know when you have some kind of events going on. Um, so we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I wouldn't have any other way. Look, I'm looking at you when you were talking and I kept looking saying, my goodness, she does look like me. My husband said the same thing. My husband was like, no, y'all look alike. Yeah. I mean, I can't deny it. It's like, it was hard to tell people that this wasn't Ashley. Because yeah. I you, you look like you pay for Ashley. Um, and I kept saying, oh my gosh, this child looks like she could be mine. I would probably have to pay somebody not to be that. So. I know. I showed my husband you. He just bust out laughing. He was like, why y'all look just alike? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. So I'm so glad you said yes to coming on and you have Thank my support you. whatever you do. So you all please reach out to her and I will see you next Thursday on Luncheon with Lisa at 7 o'clock. So enjoy. Thank you.